Amen. I appreciate appreciate the singing. And I appreciate the Lord meeting with us so far, don't you? Amen. Amen. First first Peter chapter number one. Amen. We've been talking about is there hope? I'm glad there's hope, ain't you? Amen. I used to say all the time, as long as there's breath, there is hope, but really. Uh, I like what one writer, one writer said. He said, as long as there's Jesus, there's hope. Yeah. Amen. If there's not Jesus, there's no hope. Amen. Because if you got breath and you ain't got Jesus, you still ain't got no hope. Amen. You better have Jesus. Amen. Yeah. But listen to this. The Bible said in 1 Peter chapter number 1, and uh, we've, been, we've looked at the fact of uh, what we've witnessed, what God's done in the past for us. Uh, we've looked at that in verse 1 through verse number 3. We've looked at what we got waiting on us, and that's heaven. And that's verse number four and five, or verse number four and five. And then we've looked at, and, at uh, verse five and six and then seven about how that we have, uh, have something to rejoice over because we have the power of God that keeps us. Thank you, Brother Tony. And then we looked at verse number eight and nine. And then we talked about, or verse number seven, eight and nine, we talked the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm glad he's coming again. Amen. But tonight, if the Lord will help me, I want to get in this thought here tonight. And uh, we're going to look at the, uh, the, the word salvation for a little while. Uh, but I want give to you, give you a thought here in this minute. We'll, we'll look at it together. Verse number 9 said, Receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls, of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, which is or which was in them, did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow, unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves but unto us they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. And if the Lord help me for a little while, I want to give you this thought and it'll make sense in a little while, but I want to preach the Lord to help me on this thought. It's not as bad as you think it is. It's not as bad as you think it is. Father, thank you for letting us come to church tonight. I pray you fill with the Holy Ghost. God, fill with power. Fill with unction, dear Heavenly Father. Help us be encouraged tonight. I'm glad there's encouragement in the Bible. I'm glad there's a God of hope in the Bible. I'm glad we have hope, God, Father, Lord. If we have hope in this life only, we're of all men most miserable, dear God. But I'm glad, God, there's hope. I'm glad there's hope beyond the grave. There's hope in this life. There's hope to make it. God, I'm thankful for all of that, God, tonight. I, God, pray you'd help us, God, tonight to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Help us all, dear God. Help me be a Holy Ghost preacher. Help all those listening be Holy Ghost-filled hearers. Help us get something out of the Bible. We didn't come out on a rainy, foggy night just to mess around and not let you meet with us. We didn't come here tonight just seeking to see men. We didn't come here tonight, dear God, just to play around and play church, God. We want you to meet with us, God, and do something in our hearts. Before we leave, I pray in Jesus' name, Amen. Don't you agree? We ain't come just to mess around, Amen. Uh, you'll, you'll come out on a rainy, foggy night, not wanting something, Amen. Uh, you must have wanted something from God, or you wouldn't have come. Amen. Listen to this. I'll give you that thought. Like I said again, I'll get that title again. It's not as bad as you think it is. It's not as bad as you think it is. 
And by that, I'm talking about this life. Boys, life can seem bad. Things can seem terrible. Things seem irritating. Things seem like they get on your nerves. Same thing like don't go right. And things don't go the way you want them to. And it don't line up with your plans or my plans. But ain't you glad it really ain't as bad as you think it is? Amen. I want to give you some thoughts here about this word salvation. We're going to look at it. First Peter 1 and verse number 9. Receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Yeah. I wrote down this first of all. It's not as bad as you think it is because of your reception. You've received something. Yeah. It can't be too bad. you got a hold of something that, that a lot of people ain't never got a hold of. He said, Brother John, I, I feel like I'm just a, I, I don't have much. Hey, listen, the Bible says that many there be which go in there at talking about going to hell and rejecting Jesus, and few there be that get saved, few there be that find it. That, that tells me we got something that a lot of people don't have, amen. Yeah. If you're saved, you've received the grace of God. Yeah. Yeah. Your reception tells you you got it better than you think you do. Your reception says it's not as bad as you think it is. And listen to this. Bible said, receiving the end of your faith. Can I tell you your faith is coming to an end one day? Because there's going to be a day that it will no longer be faith. It will not be believing in something that you cannot see. Because you will see what you have believed. Amen. You no longer believe in Jesus without seeing him. You'll see him because you believed him. There's coming an end of our faith. Hey, but the end of the faith ain't a bad day. That's going to be a good day. Amen. The end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. I wrote down this. Your, your reception is because of faith. You received. But I'm glad I didn't have to earn it. Didn't have to deserve it. If I deserved it, I'd have went to hell. I deserved only hell. I deserved judgment. So did everybody here. So did everybody in the whole world. We all deserve judgment. We all deserve wrath. We all deserve hell. Thank God for receiving us. We received the end of our faith. We're going to receive the end of our faith. The salvation of our souls. We're on the little end of something big. That's what happened. When you got saved, you got in on something little, but it's getting bigger as you go. Amen. And it's going to get out this world when we get out of here. Amen. Not only do we see the reception that we got, so it ain't as bad as you think. You've received something. I believe he's telling this church, these believers that's been scattered throughout, because they've been scattered throughout because of persecution. If you read verse number one again, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Methania. He said all these Christians have been put and run off everywhere. And the reason why is because a man named Nero has caused persecution and made them leave. About that same way, uh, there's a lot of times persecution going on in our lives. Devil, I believe before we get out of here, there'll probably be persecution. Don't you? And really, it's going to reveal who's a real Christian and who's a fake Christian. Amen. Who's playing games and who's real? Who, who, just, who, just walking, who just walking around playing games with Jesus and who's really been saved by the good grace of God, got, got, got something down deep inside, that won't let them give up. Amen. I'm telling you, I believe that we've received something. Thank God for that. Let me tell you this. I believe that's good. That's a, he's telling this church that's going through all these problems. You've received something. So it ain't as bad as you think it is. Yeah. 
Hey, you might you might feel like it's awful, but you've received something that's great. Yeah. Well, let me give you this. Not only your reception, but let me give you the definition. They, they ought to be shouting from the rooftops, even if they, there was a fire right before these verses. You find the book of 1 Peter, right before the book of 1 Peter, in A.D. 62, there was a great fire. And the, and the history says that Nero started the fire, and he blamed it on the Christians. And then because of that, they persecuted the Christians as an entire, as an entire group of people, they, they persecuted them. Well, I thought about as I read this, Peter's trying to encourage them. He said, hey, I know it's bad. I know you're being persecuted, but you've received something. That is great. Amen. Amen. He said, let me not only tell you you've received something that's great, but let me tell you about what you received. He said, this, I wrote down this, the definition of it. Because listen, the main word we're reading about tonight is this, salvation. In fact, if you look up in your dictionary, it's near the word salvage. Ain't you glad God's in the junk business? <laughs> Ain't you glad God's in the business of picking up junk and making something out of it, amen? God's like a man that goes to a junkyard and finds a very old model car and picks it up and goes to working on it and bondoing that thing, fixing that thing, sand that thing, primer that thing, paint that thing, put a good engine in that thing, put some nice wheels on that thing, ride it down the road. But it was in a junkyard. Boy, that's just like us, ain't it? We was in a junkyard, but he salvaged our lives. And now he's making a difference, amen. Boy, it's near salvage. But it's even better than salvage. Yeah. Yeah. Salvation is a source or means of being saved. You ever heard somebody say, boy, that's, that, that, that's, that's what saved us. That's what saved us. If it wouldn't have been for that, we wouldn't have been saved. Boy, if we wouldn't have had a life jacket on, they'd have died. Boy, if they wouldn't have, if they wouldn't have had an airbag, boy, that's what saved them. That's what got them out of it. Uh, boy, can I tell you this? Can I take time out and say this? If it wouldn't have been for Jesus, I'd be burning in hell. If it wouldn't have been for Jesus, my life would be a wreck and a ruin. If it wouldn't have been for Jesus, I tell you, I would not have been saved. Hey, but because of Jesus, that's what saved me. That's what changed me. That's what made a difference in me. Thank God for Jesus. Amen. If you want to put a name with it, I believe if dictionaries could have a picture of a person's name who best described it. You had to put a picture of Jesus beside yeah. of salvation. Amen. Yeah. He is salvation. Yeah. Yes, he is. I wrote down this. Salvation means saving from harm, risk, loss, and destruction. Yeah. Ain't you glad he yeah. saved you from harm, risk, loss, and destruction. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. He saved us from hell, but he saved us from sin. He yeah. saved us from bondage. Yeah. He saved us from being useless. Amen. Yeah. I'm thankful he did, ain't you? Yeah. The reception, your reception, the definition. I think they ought to, listen, no, no amount of persecution can take us away. Yeah. No matter how bad life gets, you can, you can get poorer than Job's turkey. And it won't take away the fact you've been saved. Yeah. Amen. You can have no money. You can have no car. You can have everything in the world going wrong. You have your family being sick and trouble hitting your home and your life. Hey, but if you're saved, nothing will ever take that away. Nothing will ever make that go away. Hey, listen, salvation is eternal and everlasting. And you find it in Jesus. Amen. And since we have it in Jesus, I'm telling you, no matter what comes, no matter what happens, it's going to be all right. Amen. Amen. Not only, not only the reception, your reception, the definition, but let me give you, I see an a, a investigation 
And no, it ain't America. Amen. There's, there's a lot of them going on right now. But we're not talking about America's investigation. We find some people in the Bible investigating some stuff. Look at verse number 10. Bible said, of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently who prophesied of the grace that should come unto, unto you. But I wrote down this about this investigation. They had an investigation that inquired. That just means to ask. That just means to want to know something about. Inquire just means I'm seeking to know something about this salvation. These prophets were saying, somebody tell me something about this salvation. And here we are tonight enjoying it. Amen. They're begging to know something about it. And we're sitting here enjoying it. Amen. But you think we got it. We think we got it bad. But we're enjoying stuff that prophets never even got to enjoy. Abraham was a good man. I'm telling you, you read all through the Bible. Amos is a good man. Zechariah was a good man. Hey, John the Baptist is a good man. But I'm enjoying something right now that they didn't enjoy. You are too. It ain't as bad as you think it is. It ain't as bad as we think it is. Oh, my soul. Inquired after salvation. Verse 10. Boy, I wrote this down. They were interested in a season. It's interesting figuring out when Jesus was going to come. Look at verse 11. Searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was in them did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ. They were wondering, well, we know that He's going to come and we're really desiring to know something about this salvation that He's going to give when He comes. But when is He going to come? Well, I'll tell you what the Bible says about it. When the fullness of time was come, that He was made of a woman. Hey, hey man, He was made of a woman. You know why I said that? Because there wasn't a man involved. Amen. He's a virgin born son of God Pure and holy and undefiled Amen well, I say all that to say this The investigation says They were looking into salvation Wondering what in the world that was He's writing down stuff Telling us about what's going to take place Then they were sitting there interested And when this Jesus When this Messiah When this promised one That would be born of a virgin As said in Isaiah 7 14 that in Isaiah 53, that they said would come as a root out of a dry ground, the virgin birth, and the miraculous birth of the Son of God. Amen. They was wondering when this one would be crucified. They was wondering when this going to take place. And boy, they was longing for it. They was longing to know more about it. And here me and you sit tonight, it's not as bad as we think it is, because me and you are enjoying what they long to know something about. Them prophets long to know something about Jesus. And here me and you sitting knowing all kinds of stuff about Jesus. They sitting back there saying, boy, I'm writing this down about a, a man be born of a virgin. I just wish I could know him. I wish I could holler back to Isaiah and say, hey, Isaiah, I know him. I know him. And let me tell you, Isaiah, it sure is good to know him. Amen. Not as bad as you think it is tonight. But we need encouragement. I believe we can find encouragement in these verses. Let me give you this, an investigation, the definition, your reception. But let me give you representation. Look at verse number 11. Verse 10, I'm sorry. 
of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently to prophet, uh, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you. Hey, boy, I wrote this down. They, 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 they taught us three different things about representing the, they represented Jesus before Jesus got here. They were giving us symbols and types in the Old Testament. We talked about the tabernacle not long ago. And all of them offerings point to Jesus. All of them point to Jesus. Amen. They say, or they say living bird. That's crushed. And the Bible talks about Jesus being bruised and wounded. And they crush that bird over running water. That means living water, don't it? That means water is moving and alive, right? Well, Jesus is the living water. That's what we told that woman in John chapter 4. He was the living water. Amen. He's the one who created a well inside of a sinner and make them brand new. Well, I thought about that bird, but Tony, he took that bird inside of an earthen vessel. Ain't that what Jesus was in? An earthen vessel. Amen. He was inside of earthen, earthen flesh. And he was crushed and wounded. So was that bird running over living water. And that blood filled the basin, filled the bottom of that sea. And they took that other bird and dipped that other bird. And that pictures a sinner on their way to hell with no hope of grace or mercy. And they dipped the tail of that, of that bird in the blood of the sacrificed bird and let him go free. That's a picture of a saved child of God getting set free by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, listen, you look all through your Bible, you can find types all the way through your Bible. You can find Exodus 12. They put blood on the doorpost and death was passing by and death killed everybody where the blood wasn't at. The blood wasn't on the doorpost. You didn't get to live. But yet God had the Israelites put blood on the blood of the lamb on the doorpost. Ain't you glad we had the blood of the lamb of God, Jesus Christ, on the doorpost of our heart. And death can move on along. And death can go on to somebody else's house. And hell can go somewhere else. Hey, because we can't go there because the blood's been applied. Yeah, man, for grace. I want to give you just one, de- one, one picture in the Old Testament of the grace of God. 2 Samuel chapter number 9. I love 2 Samuel chapter 9. Blesses my heart. I love 2 Samuel 9. Listen to what the Bible said. There is a man named Mephibosheth in these verses. And David, the king, wakes up just wanting to do something for somebody that's an enemy to him. Listen to what the Bible said in verse 1, 2 Samuel 9. And David said, Is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul that I may kill him? No. That I may hurt him? No. That I may cast him out? No. That I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake. He said, I want to show him that somebody loves him and I love him because of somebody else. Amen. i tell you why God loves you and why God loves me. It's not for my sake, but it's for Jesus' sake. He loves me because of who Jesus is. Oh, my soul. Amen. Amen. Man, you can go through this Bible. You can go through this Bible five times. I'm going to give you this one. Thought about this. Oh, Mephibosheth was in a place of wickedness. What's what the Bible said? Verse number four. The king said to him, where is he? Because Zebedun told him, he said, there's one man. His name is Mephibosheth. He said, oh, no, oh, no where is he at? Where is he? Zebedun said to him, under the king, behold, he is in the house of Makar, the son of Amiel in Lodabar. Boy, the, the, that word Makar means a house of ill repute. 
And just for lack of better words, this means a house of wicked, ungodly sin going on in it. That's where, that's where he was at. And you think David would say, well, well, I, I tell you what, I ain't going to a house of wickedness. And I'm not going to a bad place to go get nobody. And I could care less if he dies now because, man, he's worthless and worth nothing. And he could just die in that place as far as I'm concerned. But ain't you glad that Jesus, hey, David's a good picture of Jesus. Ain't you glad David and Jesus wasn't that way. Amen. Hey, David went after Mephibosheth in a wicked place. And Jesus went after us in a wicked place. It was a wanton place. Listen to this. Bible said the son of Amiel in Lodabar. Lodabar means no bread. The land of no bread. He was in a place where he was starving to death. He was longing and hungry for something. And searching for something. And was just like the world. The world is searching and longing and desiring after something. And the only thing that will fill it. And the only thing that will change it. Yes, God. Amen. Hallelujah. Not only wicked and wanton, but weak. Look at verse 3. The king said, Is there not yet any of the house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God unto him? Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan hath yet a son which is lame on his feet. But I tell you this, he was weak and he couldn't get to David. David would have, uh, David David had to go to where Mephibosheth was. He had to send servants to his wickedest pl- this wicked place, this Walton place, because of his weakness and his inability to get to where David was. Ain't you glad God sent the Holy Ghost down to where you were and I was? Because we could not get to where God was. He dealt with us. He worked on us. He brought us by grace. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for grace. I wrote this down. But now he's wealthy. He goes from being he goes from being wicked and wanton and weak to wealthy. (laughs) I like it. Hey, listen to this. Listen to verse 7. David said unto him, Fear not. Hey, don't worry. Listen, the Bible says he fell out on the ground. Unless you know what they thought was going to happen, bro, Randy. They thought David's going to break his neck and kill him. He thought he's going to have the men in the city come in and stole him. But David didn't do that. Hey, David said, hold on a minute. Fear not. Don't you worry. But fear yourself. Everything's going to be all right. Amen. Yeah. 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 He said, fear not. Fear not. For I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake. And will restore thee all the land of Saul. Thy father, listen to this, and thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. Can I can tell you what can I tell you three things I see in this verse? He did not get forgiveness and mercy because of who he was. He got forgiveness and mercy because of who Jonathan was. And I didn't get forgiveness and mercy because of who I was, but I got forgiveness and mercy because of who Jesus is. Amen. Let me give you something else. Not only that, we find the fact that the Bible says they were restoring the land that was lost. Hey, listen, in the Garden of Eden, everything was lost. Fellowship with God and man was lost. Hey, but at the the cross of Calvary, he bought it all back. Amen. Hey, we go to heaven. Tree of life's going to be on both sides. A river running down through the middle because he bought it back. Amen. He bought it back for man. Amen. Oh my, listen to this. 
They said, Thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. <laughs> he said, He said, sit on down, boy. He said, get you mashed taters, get you some gravy, get you some fried chicken. Hey, tear loose on some of them green beans. Have you a good old time? Hallelujah. He said, man, sit down, amen. Ain't you glad God just sits you on down? Told you the other night he sets us down at the banqueting house and he flies the banner of love above us, saying, I love that one right there. That's like that's what David does. Ain't nobody in this whole story think David don't love Mephibosheth. Everybody in this story is saying, why in the world wouldn't David love Mephibosheth? And I got to say about myself, and I got to say it about you, when I look at our sin and our failures and our faults, I can think of why I love Jesus. But I do not have any earthly idea why this great Jesus loves me. I know that I love him, but he's not got no reason to return the favor. But I'm glad he does anyway. Oh my. Oh my. Listen to this. Mm. My soul, listen to this. Not only do we find Christ in his grace, find that in 2 Samuel chapter 9. We find Christ in his grace being represented. We find Christ in his grave being represented in Psalms 22. Look at Psalm 22. I'll move right along and I'll keep you this fast. Psalms 22. Amen. I didn't mark it because I won't be able to go right there with you. Amen. Psalm 22. They'll give you time to get there too. Psalm 22. Listen to verse 16. The Bible said for dogs, have compassed me. It's talking about Gentiles. That's Romans. Romans in that day had compassion and been around Jesus completely surrounding him. The Bible says, for dogs have compassed me. The assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. Thousands of years for Jesus was ever crucified. And in fact, in the book of Psalms where we're reading tonight, right now, the place where we're reading, they, was not, they did not even crucify people in those days. They didn't, they didn't nail people to a cross. And they didn't nail them through their feet. You say, how'd they know? God told them. Amen. Prophecy told them. They, they didn't even kill, Brother John G. They didn't kill people that way. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't do that. They, the only way they would kill people in that day was stoning them. That's the only way we find her hanging them by a tree. Hey, that's by their neck, by a tree, by a rope. Hey, but we find in these verses that thousands of years for the ever Brother Mike even started doing crucifying. Had that God's book is so accurate and so real and so right that it says for it says he's going to be crucified through his hands and his feet. Amen. I just say, say you've got an accurate, real, true Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Psalms wrote thousands of years before Luke, Martha, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John was wrote. Listen to this. Christ in his grave. But let me give you Christ in his glory. Because that's what the Bible said they, they would confess is the suffering of Christ and the glory that should follow. Yeah. Listen to Isaiah 53. I love these verses. I love Isaiah 53 anyway. Yeah. Hey, listen to this. Verse number. Let's go down here to verse number eight. He was taken from prison and from judgment. It's talking about Jesus. Who, who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. There you go. And he, was, and he made his grave with the wicked. 
and with the rich in his death. His death. Because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. Why? So men, you could be saved. That's why. He didn't get pleasure out of Jesus dying. He didn't get pleasure out of him being crucified. But he got pleasure out of the fact that Jesus was paying my debt, saving my soul, and yours too. Amen. Listen to this. Because he had that, listen to verse number 10. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his own an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. We have, so how do you get more days when you're dead? He can't stay dead to get more days. That's common sense, ain't it? How you gonna prolong days when you ain't got no more days? If you're dead, how do you have more days? How you gotta be resurrected, amen? In Isaiah 53, he's saying this. He said the same one who died, same one who suffered, also's coming back and he's resurrected and he did, amen. Oh my. Let me give you this. The seeking, I wrote down this, the representation. Representation. Let me give you this. I, don't, I ain't got no point for this, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. I got a point behind it, but no point on it. Amen. No letter to go with. It don't matter. Ain't got to be a letter. Yeah. Verse 12. Unto whom it was revealed. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll call it Revelation. How about that? Amen. <laughs> unto whom it was revealed. Just for the sake of outline, there you go. There's an outline, all right? Uh, unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves, but unto us, they did minister the things which are now reported unto you. By them that they that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. Hey, boy, I tell you what angels are sitting back doing. You say, I got it bad, I've got it rough. Hey, 2020's bad. No, oh no, oh no, no, it's not. I tell you, God is good in 2020. God will be good in 2021. He was good in 2019. He's good right now. He's good every day. I tell you right now, angels are watching me and they're watching you and they're saying, oh my goodness, it must be good to be a poor lost sinner saved by God's amazing grace. Amen. I just wish I knew what it was like to be redeemed. I knew, wish I knew what it was like to be justified. I just wish I knew what it was like to have all my past forgiven and forgotten. Amen. Yep. Oh. We think we got it bad, Brother Tony. But we don't. We don't. We don't. Listen, I'm going to leave you come on pen if you would. I'll tell you this. Paul the Apostle, standing before, before King Agrippa, he said this. The Bible said, Agrippa told him, saying, Paul, thou art beside thyself. You know what he's saying? Paul, you about crazy. You know what Paul told him? That. I'm not mad, most noble Festus. <laughs> okay. I ain't mad. Oh, Felix, I ain't mad. I, I, listen, he ain't talking about being angry. He ain't talking about I ain't crazy. He said, I ain't crazy. But, but I think but, but Tony said, I think myself happy. That's what happened. Paul done went and thought himself happy. Yeah, yeah. You get your mind thinking on everything on this world, you're going to be sad and miserable. Sure. But if me and you get our mind thinking on what Jesus has done for us Woo. and all God's doing in our lives, oh. we can thank ourselves happy. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But I believe that, don't you? Sure. Amen. Amen. Glory. 
God spoke to your heart. If you're standing your feet, eyes closed, head bowed. God spoke to your heart. You come on tonight. I'm glad we, it ain't as bad as you think it is. Life's not so terrible. Prophets would love to have what you got. Angels are desiring to get a hold of what you got. That's how good of what you got is inside of you. They'd love to have part of it. Gospel church, come on. good to be at church tonight. Amen. Hey. Ain't you glad he loves us? Hey. Ain't you glad hey. it ain't, ain't as bad as you think it is? Prophets love to have what you got. They've been, look, they've been they was looking forward to it before you ever got a hold of it. Hey. Angels been sitting around. I guarantee you, angels, that makes me think angels sit around listening to preaching, don't you? That's what it said. Bible said they desire to look into it. Bible said they listen to Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost preaching sitting down from heaven. Hey. I believe they show them listen to preaching sometimes. They say, boy, it must be good. Amen. I, I want to holler back to all them angels and all the prophets. It is good. It is good. Yeah. Don't you? I'm sure they it's good. Oh, yeah. That's right, Brother Tony. It's that crowd that just love Jesus. That's the crowd that think it's good. The other crowd, they're wondering what in the world they, they sucked on sour lemon or something. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, it's good to be at the house of God. I appreciate you being here tonight. I really do. I appreciate your faithfulness. I love you. And I mean, I'm glad the Lord, I believe the Lord met with us tonight. And so it caused me or caused any of us. It's because the Holy Ghost wants to. Amen. Yeah. And uh, I don't take that for granted, do you? I don't take that for granted. 
Boy, I was telling Blue Tony the other day, I said, we can put nice chairs in here, and that's great. We put, we, 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 we fixed up the chandeliers, and that's good. And we try to get nice lights, and we're going to put good carpet in here and make it look nice. But I'm going to tell you, the Holy Ghost don't show up. It's all a waste of time, yeah. and it really don't matter. If God ain't going to do nothing at Victory Bible Baptist Church, then I say, let's rip a whole carpet up and make it look the ugliest it's ever looked in the world. If that's the only way we can have the power of God, amen. Uh, don't y'all... We need God's power. We don't need, we don't need beautiful. We need power. Yeah. We need power. Amen. But I love you, church. Amen. You can look forward to Sunday. Just pray that God will speak to our hearts on Sunday. You invite people to come with you Sunday. Amen. Invite some people to come with you and come be here to, on Sunday. I'd love, I love to see the house of God full, wouldn't you? Yeah. I'd love to see us have to pull out chairs. i say let's go out with that intent. Amen. I believe God's able. Yeah. Pandemic or not. Election or not, God's still the same God no matter what time it is. Amen. Amen. Brother Tony, won't you pray for us this message, please?